0: This is the Variety Sports Network, created for the fans, by the fans. Now to your host of tonight's show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, from the north to the south and east to the west and all around this wonderful globe, welcome to the 7th Inning Stretch.
1: What's up, guys? What's up? 7th Inning Stretch, special edition a little bit. Here we got my guy Tyler McGurk, who's usually with me on Fade Fadeaway. Joins us, Josh, for a seventh inning stretch episode. I feel like this is a a big episode for us. We get to talk about his Giants a little bit. We get to talk about Logan's Rangers as well, a little bit as well. Not always the – maybe the best part for them that we'll get into, but I'm looking forward to it, guys, getting into it. Josh, I know you've been busy lately. You sound a lot better than last week. The allergies don't sound as bad. How are you doing?
0: Oh, yeah, the allergies are uh, (laughs) tamping down a little bit. But I, I feel and sound much better this week. So thanks
1: for asking. <laughs> those are a pain in the you know what, though. My goodness. I'm, I'm with you on that, man. When you get those, that is that's no, that is no good. That's no bueno. Oh,
0: the worst part of it all is
1: just when it's the pressure.
0: It's the pressure yeah. and then the nonstop drainage. Like you're not sick, but man, yeah. who knows when we'll to stop running.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, I think a lot of people can relate to that as well. I'm looking forward to getting your thoughts on the baseball week that we that, that we've had here. A lot of big stories here. The diamond, some of the diamond notes parts here. I'm interested to get your your uh, kind of your uh, your kind of pick your brain about some of those, Josh. A little bit. Tyler, been far too long. How you doing, my friend? Little baseball talk now. It's not just football for you. Uh, halftime here in about what ten seconds. So we're getting close, people. That might be tuned in here in about in a little bit. How you doing, T? I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk to baseball. I wish it was on a
2: a a different uh, things were going a little differently for my San Francisco Giants, but they aren't, and I'm here to deal with it. And I'm glad to be on the seventh inning stretch with you and Josh. And we had a we had a little term we called allergies back in the day, not politically correct, so we'll leave it off the radio. But I know Darren, you know what I'm talking about. It's for an inside joke.
0: I do you can, that you can tell me after the show. <laughs> That's an absolute
1: show. <laughs> Inside joke there. I always appreciate that, too. All right, yeah, let's get into that here. Let's start there. We, Josh, I feel like we've kind of talked about the Rangers a lot the last, you know, like few months about, like, just either them either being good when they were playing so good and, and then when they kind of dropped off and kind of now went on this slump that they've been in forever. I have it below Texas has lost 17 of their last 25. They now sit behind Toronto, whoever. Nobody thought that was possible. The Giants are now on a six-game losing streak. But I say let's start with the Giants here. Obviously, we got Tyler on. That's a Giants fan. Tyler, it's been a struggle for you guys. I know it feels like for maybe more than just these last two weeks. It's been a struggle for it. feels like maybe uh, a little bit longer. Give us a perspective real quick on the Giants and just kind of just what you're seeing from them and what's caused the slump. It
2: just – uh lack of starting pitching and lack of hitting we like, i mean when you don't have those two things you're gonna struggle we were hot going into the all-star break we came out of the all-star break we were hovering we were like two and a half away from the dodgers the trade deadline hits and we had aj pollock and it just seems like if that's your big addition that's your playoff push that's the guy who's gonna get you over the hump aj pollock who wasn't even hitting 200 yeah, Ed, did he, he get like last week yeah, he's not even on the team anymore. It just seems like you're not even really trying to make a push for the playoffs. And I think the team real, like showed their true colors and the lack of talent it has. There are some good things that have happened this year that I'll be able to take away from it. But as far as the playoff, it's a, we have three starting pitchers. Like that's And we had two for a majority of the season. It's hard to win that way.
1: The And the thing I've been think, wanting to ask you, though, specifically about the Giants real quick is um, – at the beginning of the year we ripped on them for not going out and getting a free agent, not doing anything. And you guys were like, this is it. This is not, you know, we're tired of that. We're tired of this kind of what they're doing. And then they kind of get off to this hot start, give you a little bit of a break kind of make you guys feel good for a little bit. What do you think there at that? Like just that kind of perspective. Now do you think this, this offseason does anything change? Do they end up getting a superstar? I mean, it's, I, I, it's hard to believe until I see it.
2: Like how can you, have faith when they brought nobody in of superstar potential in the last well, at least since Farhan's been there they went out this offseason they actually did their due diligence they went out they gave Aaron Judge a real offer they put some pressure on the Yankees and he was never going to leave the Yankees if you just like look at it realistically they went out got Carlos Correa thank god his <laughs> physical it's came back and we're not stuck with his contract so that worked out for it but I don't know. I just don't believe in Farhan's ability to sign a big name, and I feel like it's hard for people, San Francisco to draw in marquee free agents because the taxes suck. Although LA has the same taxes, but there's the marketing of LA where San Francisco just doesn't have that
1: like thing. Josh, go ahead. There you go. Any question about the Giants there? Anything?
0: I mean, I feel for you guys this year, and you and you you know my perspective on the Giants. I just. I mean, you guys just can't catch a break. Well, I mean, you guys did luck out on the career, on the Carlos Correa thing. I mean, that absolutely. Can you, I man? If you guys got hats straddled with that, can you? Where would you guys be for the next five years?
1: Oh, they'd be Farhan would be getting ripped right now. Oh, he'd be I fired. He'd be fired probably right now. If that was the case right here. The the thing, the thing to me though, that we we kind of skipped over is what you said is the pitching. You you guys have had like two or three starters like. The whole – like, that's ridiculous. Like, that's not real baseball. No, and it's hard nice. baseball to watch every –
2: like, it's hard to go into a week and be like, oh, yes, you have these marquee matchups. And then you're like, oh, we have uh, Luke Jackson starting the game for <laughs> one idiot? and we're going to get Alex Wood for two innings, then we're going to throw Mediah for another three <laughs> And you're like, what? Are, what is – this isn't what I signed up for as a child being a baseball fan. And <laughs> like, this is it's not just like, it's, like it is. what it is. Yeah, it really is. It's like they're all on a pitch count. We're going to go two innings, three innings, and then we'll figure out the sixth inning for a win
1: in Little League, the seventh, eighth, and ninth now. It's funny to think about because, like, to me, I hate – you know me. I hate the opener. (laughs) Like, I hate the opener. Josh, you – like, there's just – it is funny to see that with the Giants, though, like, I would be frustrated by it, too, and it does explain – to me, that that to me that kind of explains a lot why you guys have been slumping. You guys had a decent lead in the wild card. You were right there in the division for a while. Obviously, the Dodgers pulled away, where you guys went to stuck with them anyways. But the fact that you guys are now like a two and a half out behind, you know, in the wild card is like you know ridiculous. Like that should not be the case with you guys right now at all. Um, the the last thing I have about the Giants that I thought maybe I could just get your thought of before we get to the Rangers real quick is the offense though. Like this has been the biggest issue with the Giants, and it continues to be an issue. Like, and like, come on, like you gotta admit, this is a real issue that what you guys are like now having a year in and year out.
2: It's a uh, ter- It's a <laughs> flawed strategy that Farhan had. He he went on the Billy Bean thing back in the early 2000s and said, "I'm just gonna play guys when they what a lefty versus a righty, a righty versus a lefty." And there's just something about human nature getting in a rhythm. It's, there's obviously certain, maybe for two guys on the lineup, you can do that. But to try and do it for like a whole lineup every day with no consistency, it's just hard. Like Bochy used to get ripped because if like people would be like, oh, if some bum hit a home run and then he'd start him the next game because he hit a home run. He's like, if you hit a home run, you play the next <laughs> day. And like, I looking back, I'm like, man, that's a great strategy compared to what we're doing now where it's just like, we don't care what you've done the last week. You only play when you have like this favorable matchup.
1: It's weird, like Josh. To me, it makes no sense when you do something like that. Like to me, like I'm with Tyler. Like the Giants have been—they got shut out like three times last week. Is that it? Does explain a lot of why they're played so bad. The Rangers, though, I mean that's bad. I mean, Josh, have you been keeping up with how bad they're? Playing? I mean, Garcia goes down yesterday with on the uh, on the DL with trying yeah, to rob a home, a home run.
0: And they're hopeful he makes it back by the end of the season. Hopeful. Like, I heard that right before he came on the air. I mean, I was scrolling through news trying to make sure there wasn't anything crazy, and that was the weirdest thing I saw. They're hopeful? Like, he's that hurt? (laughs) (laughs) Like, that sucks. Like, you guys just – they can't catch a break right now either. I mean, this is a team I was super high on. I said they were here a year early. I said that all year, but, hey, I I stuck with them. And – they have just just completely fallen apart. I mean, we were talking about Bochi for Manager of the Year. And and is that even
1: possible? Definitely not manager of the first <laughs> half. That's what he gets down. Oh right?
0: absolutely. But no, it, it, it's horrible. Um, but I feel your pain. I wanna go back to the Giants real quick. Yeah, go, ahead, there go ahead. Two things I want to say. Um, I hate playing you guys because we always end up with a bullpen game against you, and your bullpen just shuts us down because Nobody sees the same picture twice. And it just eats us alive. Yeah. And it seems like that every time, like, we play the Royals who do a bullpen game or anybody who does a bullpen game, the Cardinals absolutely struggle. And, I mean, even in their good years. So, I don't know why I, I it's mean, so effective against us, but it doesn't work against anybody else for you guys.
2: It, it works at – like, every – it like, it worked the whole first half. But then, like, your bullpen only has so many bullets, it can throw it. And the you see, like, the miles per hour dip. The RPMs – not RPMs. Like, the, the spin rates drop. It's in, the guys get worn out, and they get less effective as the season goes on. And I think it's pretty consistent across Major League Baseball, as far as once bullpen guys get to, like, the 60-init limit, the 80 limit. I mean, some guys, obviously, the elite guys can go longer. But – the number, they just get worse the more people see them. And it makes it tough. And I don't understand why we keep running out like the same guys. I would rather, as this pitch, like these minor league guys, nobody's seen at least. Like, ribble <laughs> up the guy who's like a double A guy who throws hard, there's no one seen. Maybe that would be like effective. You're using because up a, a roster move, but it is, it just doesn't work from what my opinion.
0: But those kids almost always seem to have a good first game, too almost every time they have a good first five innings, yeah. and it drives me nuts because <laughs> we well, struggle uh, with those kids too every time.
1: Go ahead, Josh. You had another question too about it.
0: Um, and I was just going to say, man, I, I feel your pain on the uh, lineup inconsistency. That's the biggest complaint in St. Louis right now is Marmal just won't play the same lineup day in and day out. and He's constantly playing the, the odds and the, and the favorable matchups and whatnot and it, it He's just gone so heavy with it. It's lost the mojo of the team. It's really, it's tough to watch day in and day out. So, do you I'm feel like do- it? It's like tough to like
2: on my as a Giants fan. It's like team morale doesn't get built because there's no like cohesiveness because you don't have any glue. Like where the yeah. line, Like when I was a kid, I knew who the three, four, five hitter was, or maybe even the two, three, four, five hitter. Every night was right. going to be the same guy. Now it's – like, Doc Peterson will hit leadoff, then he'll hit seventh, and then they'll play him in left field where he's the worst out – he's, like, the worst outfielder I've ever seen in the last – like, maybe since – I can't think of the guy's name. The guy who played left field against the A's. Remember when he could catch a ball? The big, yes.
1: slow Who guy. was that? My, who was Michael Morse?
2: No, he was on the Giants, and he played against the A's. God awful. I was like, why is he – he
1: big – Oh, guy. I know you're talking about.
2: Not – I know he,
0: he didn't look like an outfielder. It was that. Like, no, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I just don't remember his name.
2: He played against the Angels seriously. But that's Jock Peterson now. You're like, oh god, please do not hit up the ball. It's like literally, Like if it goes to him, uh, it better be hit right at him. And so, like, I don't know. I just I'm fed up with uh, Kapler. He like I don't know what your thoughts are. Does he on get fired? Marmel. He should. He's had one good year. Yeah. <laughs> was it
1: uh, year. Darren Ruff? Yeah, that's him, Darren Ruff. Darren Ruff. Uh, what a great name, though.
2: What, what's the highlight. What's, uh, Darren Ruff versus the Oakland A's outfield. It, it's yeah. a joke. It was a, what a name, though, Tyler. What a name. But gotta agree.
1: That.
0: But I think the only consistency in our lineup every game is typically uh, Goldschmidt at two and Arenado at four. Like that's that that's your your real big consistency. I mean every other place rotates. I mean if if Contreras is in there he's at 5 usually, but he's not even playing or hitting every day anymore, so.
1: And that speaks right, to I, a, I
0: feel you man, it's hard. That speaks to yeah. a bigger
1: issue, don't you think? For Josh too overall's like to me like Tyler said that's a great point. Like you said in the middle order, you in the you would know 1 through 6 most of the time. Like yeah, you would literally eight. you could yeah. name the first eight guys that are going to play 140 games almost that was like you could easily do that, easily. Oh, yeah. The
0: it's only thing you had to worry what? about was, yeah, injuries or pitchers. Yeah. The only things that ever changed.
1: Exactly. but I mean, occasionally you'd have stuff like that. But, like, I just remember you could always, like, name the batting order and stuff like that. Like, you know what I mean? So the fact that we can't do that anymore kind of just showed you kind of, Josh, to what we were talking about analytical-wise a little bit a few weeks ago when you were kind of starting to go that way when I had microphone issues. But that was part of the – what kind of the conversation we got started with. Um, we could go back to the Giants too as well. I just real quick though, Tyler, like Adam has been texting me constantly about the Rangers. Just he's been ripping on them for like two months. And I'm telling you, as a baseball fan, like I think you guys have had to have experienced this too. Like when your team has a big lead in the first half and then they blow it, or even if they're just in a slump at the end of the year, and I mean a slump, like where they are, we've all gone through it as fan bases. It's a, Baseball's a slow death. Like that's what I call it. It can be a slow death because you grind it out, you blow the game. Okay, we can go back, we can do it again tomorrow. History repeats itself. You figure out another way to lose. And then you look at it in your eight games. You've been wasting a week in your life watching them lose baseball. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that, T?
2: That's what I mean, what do you think
1: about the Rangers there?
2: I think Josh brought it up. Brought it up when he was, when we quickly talked about the Rangers for the same brought it back the time. But they're a year early. Their pitching isn't there. They lost to Grom. And then they had Evolvi, who pitched well, and they pitched well. But outside of that, they just don't aren't consistent pitchers. The hitting has fallen on hard times, which is kind of surprising with how well they hit. But I still trust that lineup putting up runs. The bullpen's been god-awful. Oh, so yeah. Will Smith and Aroldis Chapman just aren't closers. I think it's they've little, proven that throughout me, their man. careers. Yeah, God, like the, some of the, the numbers are some of the worst I've ever seen. Obviously, yes. I do not watched 100 Rangers games, yeah. but like you look at the note, you're like, man, they've blown half their saves. So like <laughs> yep. that, like, and then, but looking forward, you still have this lineup and you have Lighter, you have Rocker who may, if one of them works out and DeGrom gets healthy, which is a big if, because that's obviously you can't depend on that, but that's two top of the order pitching rotation guy New hope and then involving a good two three guy. I think next year is the year you can really and they add bullpen that this year just seemed premature with the lack of pitching, especially with the Grom with
1: That's a Grom injury you kind of just forget about because it was so earlier in the year too. It's a good call right there. Josh, you got anything else on the Rangers there and there's and they're they're slump there. Do you think they're out of it now at this point? We'll get into the wild card racing in a second, but you think they're out of it now at this point?
0: So this would go back to something we talked about last week. I think momentum-wise, they're out of it. Um, yeah. Mathematically, they're still there. There's a chance. I mean, they could get hot, and they're not far back, like at all. So I mean, they could get hot. They're going to need help. but I mean, in my opinion, that the mentality is probably, if not gone, nearly gone. There.
1: I mean, they've just been so like. I, when you and tyler said that when you lose half your games to a, a save like that like that is demoralizing like i could i think of it as a fan how the, like there's nothing more of a gut punch when you know you're you have the game in the bag and you just can't get three outs like there's nothing worse than that feeling watching <laughs> it. you're like i mean it's just nothing worse than that it's like that is what makes baseball to me one of the greatest sports though is that drama at the end of the game like to me that is one of the most unique parts of the game is that part right there? Is like that close especially in the playoffs, that closer last inning emotion. Like I-, I can't even imagine pitching in a situation like that sometimes, like closing <laughs> out a game in a world. Series. Like just the adrenaline. I like, I don't even know if I can control something like that. <laughs> Seriously, like it'd be intense, T.
2: See, that's one of the that I, I agree with you. That's one of the things I don't like about like the analytics it's like, oh, it's just another three out. It's not another three out. It's a tough three out. You have to get that. Yeah. Takes a special personality and a great pitcher to figure out to be good at it. Like maybe you'll figure it out for two months, but down the line, you really want to trust like a guy. Like I don't I, Camilo Gavall. I said was the best closure since Rob Nen on the Giants, and now I'm like two two weeks, maybe not two weeks, maybe a month later. I'm like, ah, maybe he's not. I still try. I still want to be my closure. but I'm like, ah, eh, maybe he's not Brian that. Probably better. <laughs> like it, I just have lost confidence in him in less than a month.
1: Um, and as it, a Cardinals that,
2: fan, I know they've Josh, they've gone through closures where they've been terrible. Who was, like when you who had who was Jordan the guy Vance who closure, was closure to a couple years ago. And then you had the great closure last year who fell on hard times.
0: Yeah, Helsley just, you know, he was a he was an all-star last year. He was a beast. I mean, he, yeah, he it was unreal. He had a point one 1.27 ERA on the year, or, and for the first seven months of the season, he was under a Point one or 1.0 so I mean in this year he just he had forearm shoulder forearm issue, elbow issue um, and I mean dude we traded off Cabrera to Toronto and ever since he's gotten to Toronto he's got a zero he's got like a .32 or point four seven ERA. He's been unhittable since he went to Toronto. Part of the reason Toronto's playing really well. I mean we... We have twenty-seven or twenty-eight blown saves this year, so I know what you guys are talking about. I'm like, I, I'm going through this this year. It sucks. It's <laughs> horrible. Uh, like the so the series we're playing is the Braves right now. You know, I told my mom, and my mom and I talk baseball quite a bit, and I was like, Mom, don't even watch the Braves series. It's going to be bad. You know, when they won the first one, and then they came out and they smacked around Strider last night. I was like. Good God, I got Strider starting in fantasy, but my team's kicking <laughs> his butt. This is kind of cool and sucks at the same time. Uh, you know, it's and then tonight we're getting smoked by Max Freed.
1: Yes, you are. Yes,
0: it, you it's are. it's just it's been a rough year, and I thought those first two games against Atlanta to go back to where I was going with that. I, I we got the leads early. I, I figured the team was going to blow it, and, and they gave Atlanta a chance to get both those games back. Uh, we were just lucky we had a little bit more offense than they did those two games but yeah it was the constant fear every time we get up is the constant fear is the bullpen gonna blow it like that's every game and that's how it is right now for every single fan like i get on the cardinals pages on facebook during the game and who's gonna blow it out of the bullpen tonight you know it's it's it's, it's the rough worst rough on it's, the fan base
1: yeah it's, it's the worst feeling in the absolute world when your team does that and and to me that's what, when they opened it up to three teams Uh, making the wild card. I'll get the standings up here in just a second again. um, That's what kind of changes. You kind of have these flawed teams that make the playoffs, uh, right? Like you have that you kind of like – they just like they shouldn't be in at times. Like let me get – you know what I mean? We're like they should. I look at some of like Tyler, I just think like your Giants. Like they should not be in the mix right now. They should not be allowed to be two games out. Like the Padres should not be to be six and a half out. As we look at the move to kind of the wild card race and the drama though here with it, you
2: have a thought there, G. I, I Can we just come back to the wild yeah. card situation and that, like, the three teams and talk about after we get done with whatever you're going to
1: say? Just, yeah, go ahead. No, you I, pick it up right
2: now. Go. I, like, you're a, does, Like when it was four teams made the playoffs, you had the three division winners and the play, and the wild card, that was, like, special. That made the regular season so much more fun. People would be like, oh, but this makes it, like, more drama down the stretch. Preach. But back, but back then – It was, oh God, this is, if I get in, I had a successfully, I had a fun scene. You felt like you accomplished something just making the playoffs back in, but when it was just four teams making the playoffs. Now, like, am I on a, am I going on some crazy branch like where I'm going to break the branch? I just feel like it was so much better when four teams made the playoffs. And my Giants got screwed when they won 103 games. And, well there was no even wild card back then in the breeze my lawn. But, <laughs> but but it i I like the pitch clock I, I I'm all for the guy on second I don't care like would I rather there be no guy on second yeah, but I'm not gonna fight it yeah but just like what are your thoughts on having the th- did you like this like seventy and seventy giants are two games out of the playoffs.
1: it's ridiculous it's ridiculous Josh my grandpa, you my grandpa used to say I remember, I, I used to, You just either won the American League and you won the National League. You played in the championship. There was no, like, playoffs. That's how you determine the real winner. <laughs> so no. I guess if we want to go all the way back there, my grandfather would be like, how the heck are you allowing four teams in? Now you're allowing six, seven. They'd be like, you're rolling over. You can't believe it. Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> no, I, I actually
0: 100% agree with Tyler here. Um, yeah. I was against it when they brought out the 16, The fifth team, I mean, I could see it. Because it was like you had the playing yeah. situation or whatever it was. But, I mean, four teams from each co- league is, in my opinion, the best way to go. Division winners, one team at large from each league. That that was the purest form of baseball, in my opinion. I think just having the two best teams in each league play each other for the World Series. And I That's think great. that would make the – I think it would be cool. Yeah. But good Lord. I mean, there would be – Regular season would be amped up. Yeah, but I mean, because you I mean you'd have to have more nationally broadcast regular season games. I mean, the TV networks, oh, everything sure. would have to work out that way. And I think it would in the long term it would hurt the sport. I think the playoffs are I good, agree. but I think it should just go back to divisions and then one wild card and just be one of it is. Seven games each series, no, no three, no five games, seven games across the board. Old school, no ghost runners at second. Uh but what about the regular? Get of the bus
2: proposal
0: with the ghost runner. I hate the ghost runner. I hate the ghost runner.
1: Regular
2: season,
0: I don't mind it. I put them on first. Then don't put them on second.
1: Okay, I that's agree true. with you I'm guys, talking. but none of this works unless you unless you take away interleague. Like the, the, the if you lower the amount of teams that you have, maybe in the playoffs, you have to eliminate interleague because then you have the drama you have the drama. That's the other thing. Th- think about this: you had a sport where you had one league never playing another think about that you literally had that where that was part of the rules and it's like well we want the interleague success right away yeah but you gave up the magic of the sport and i'm just saying that is part of it is that you have this chance where you have to make the playoffs well no wonder the cubs didn't win the world series forever they couldn't even make the. they couldn't even be one of the top two teams ever you get my point like it that i think that's what tyler i agree the most with you is is like There is this, like, core part of, like, winning a championship. That part where you just have mono a mono, And I think that goes for any sport, really, if you think about it. But I think for baseball, it just – it hits differently because of that. And you look at the history of it, and it's like the regular season would mean a lot, a lot more, especially if you didn't have – in the World Series and the All-Star Game to meet Josh too – just, what the, like it's hard for us to even wrap our heads around what it would be like again to have no no American League playing the National League until the World Series. Like, that's hard think, to even think,
0: think about. We've oh, – hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: I feel like we're talking did, Josh's language right now. Every
2: time I hear Josh, it's not right. I'm talking badly like what he thinks in a baseball fan. <laughs> Am
0: I wrong? It's, it's kind of weird. I mean, it's kind of weird. They Yeah, that's true. But when did they start league play? 19,
1: 1998, I think it was. It was 1996, it was Daryl Hamilton received the first pitch in Texas. That was I was Arlington. That was okay. Daryl okay. Hamilton, leadoff hitter for, guess who? The San Francisco Giants. Yes, that was it. So, yeah, okay. that was what it was, 96. Okay, was.
0: so that's probably back as far as I remember live baseball, to be honest. Because in yeah. 96, I was eight years old. So I probably don't remember a lot of the details from my childhood oh, watching yeah. the game. That's not that, not Interleague. Deep. No, I don't remember that. So uh, for me, I guess I've always thought of We always had Interleague, but it was always a few games. It wasn't obviously like it is now. Yeah. Um, I think it should be just your. Re- I don't think you can get rid of Interleague completely, but you need to play the Interleague within your region and keep it to, That's you know, like. But yeah, but I, that, yeah, just I think this should go back to that and just make it one three game set one year at one team's house the next year at the other team's house. Yep. And then if there's another region that crosses, play the other region the next year and rotate back and forth. G- I mean, G- I don't need the Cardinals to play the Yankees in <laughs> the regular season.
1: No.
0: I don't need the, the, the Braves to play the Mariners in the regular season. That doesn't mean anything to me. I want the traditional old school rivalries. I want New York and Boston to play each other. 21 times a year. I want the Cardinals and the Cubs to play 21 times a year. I I, I want the Giants and the Dodgers to play 21 times a year. I want those hardcore, old-school rivalries to stay alive. And I I know you guys have have, had to have noticed over the last five years even. Rivalries are not what they used to be. The fire and the passion is not there like it was even 10 years ago, where you had – where every year you were almost guaranteed at least one bench-clearing brawl. In one of the rivalry series throughout the year, I mean, it, it was there that that oh yeah that heat, that passion, that fire. You don't see that anymore. And this is one thing about baseball that really scares me: is if that passion goes away for a game, for a game like baseball, I think it's going to hurt the team. It's it's more just. I feel like it's more personal now to players than it is about team.
1: No,
2: no, that's all of sports nowadays. It's all more. Personal. Yeah, but I think if it's becoming are,
0: more prevalent in baseball. Yeah, I think where you was a, a it was hitting a lot in baseball.
1: That, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Do you guys remember in interleague though? For a long time, it used, just used to be you played the opposite division. So, like Josh, the Cardinals only played against the AL Central. So it's like that was how they used to do it. Because I remember the A's would only play against the the AL the NL West. That's how they first set it up, to right? So you did not have to travel as much. So they never, and then they changed it to where you you played the, each division every year, and now they. Kind of switched to the whole thing. I mean, it used to be like only in July. It was like a two week yeah, yeah. thing. It was like a, you know, kind of how it was. And I and I get that, but it, for me, honestly, like in Josh, I'm, obviously I'm 39, so I'm a little bit older. Like, and I was, but I wasn't like I, I was probably the demographic they were trying to hit actually with League. Like that was probably the demographic. Like I was like what 10 at the time, something like that, 96, 12. That's how old I was. So my point is like it didn't hit me. <laughs> I want the whole school, on <laughs> it never worked for me. I hated it. I never liked it at all. That was never something I was a big fan of. Real quick though, just just to get to our the wild card part, just to we I put a little bow on this before I move to something else. Is if on that part, do you guys think that the Marlins hold on and the Blue Jays hold on to that last spot? As I as I bring up the standings again here in the AL and the NL, you have Arizona right now and Miami are tied. Cincinnati's also tied with them. But then you got San Francisco, two out, San Diego, six and a half out. Do you think the Marlins, do you think the Diamondbacks, do you think hold on to that last spot? Josh, we've been talking about it a lot. We've been doing a lot of division talk. This wild card thing has been crazy to kind of keep track of over the last month. Josh, you have a feeling yet? Is your, you We, we rode off the Diamondbacks, and so now they're back in it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say we rode them off, but we said they finally reality kind of struck and well, maybe it was a balancing act now maybe no things are coming back to balance no but i mean arizona has pitching so they're they're in it as long as they're there they have a chance miami has pitching and they have some offense so as long as they're there they have a chance i i i i could see them both missing i could see one of them missing i could see them both making it with with the nl being as soft as it is this thing's still an open race, even back to the Padres. Mathematically speaking, do I think the Padres can really make a run? No.
2: If they play the Giants more, they might. I don't <laughs> know. The, I, they seem to. Get, I mean, that's, that's a get well game right there.
0: Well, that's how the Cardinals always win the division all the time <laughs> when they were when it was just so many divisional games. We just, yeah, just mopped the, our own division.
2: Dano Central back in the day, like the early two thousand, and they got the AL Central as well. Oh my God, what a terrible, lucky, to, good division to be in if you're the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. only will like non-trash franchise before. I mean, the Cubs have gotten better, so I can't like
1: – but now, it's, yeah. Oh, the Cubs used to always be bad. That was the thing. Oh, they were bad. They were um, I got the Cubs, Diamondbacks on here, bottom of the ninth here. D-backs are up six to one. Looks like they're they – Cubs do have runners on first and second uh, right now, but it looks like the Diamondbacks are going to stay atop there, the wild card, Josh, in the first place there. What do you think, though, feeling-wise? Do you, you think Diamondbacks hold on then, or do you, the you think the Cubs hold on? Like, Ike wrote off the Cubs, and now they're two and a half games ahead of the next place. so I got kind of shut up by them a little bit.
0: I think the Cubs have a good chance, man. Uh, they're playing together right now. They've got a resurgence out of the veterans. The pitching has been fantastic. The Cubs could make a run. What the Cubs did this year, which was uh, just a big, we're just gonna throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Well, the majority of it stuck. So, kudos to the Cubs management and front office. As much as it pains me to say that, uh, they 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 could. They could cause some problems in the playoffs for some teams, depending on the pitching and, and how the offense maintains its uh, current trajectory. What do you think, T? As far as the Cubs?
1: Both, what do you think about card? the wild card just in general? What do you think about the – you think the, they hold on? You think the Marlins sneak in there? They they had a big injury today. Uh, Sandy, Sandy he goes down. Sandy, I just called him Sandy, Tyler. I'll say the last name. It's too hard for me. Um, had too many letters in the le- name, so I just call him. I call him Antsy. Right? No, it's not Aunt Sandy. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> that's uh, that's right. Another insight joke. Let's
2: not put a little.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, what do you think there? Uh, though, in the wild I'm just curious to get your kind of like your thoughts. Do you think the, I? I have a feeling you're not picking the Giants.
2: No, the Giants are done. I, the Cardinals. I mean, they have starting pitching. They have Corbin Carroll at the top, or in their the middle of the order, make things that. I like the Marlins until the Sandy Alcantara injury happened. I yeah. like the young pitching. I like the Yori Perez's of the world. I I they just they scare like they have nasty stuff. Will they get in? Probably I don't know. I I wouldn't bet on them getting in, but they're a team I wouldn't want to play if I was in the NL
1: Well give if me I was your in pick. the NL playoff pitcher. Give me your pick. You think the Reds get in?
2: I, no, I, I'm not
1: saying you have confidence in any of these teams. We just ripped on why confidence. we just ripped on why they don't belong in the conversation. But yeah, if you yeah. did have to put the money on one, who do you go with?
2: I mean, out of the Cubs, Reds, and Mar- or the Marlins, Reds, 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 and Reds and Marlins,
1: backs Giants, who's I'm getting that final? I'm D-backs D-backs. Get the final spot? And Josh, your final call: who gets that final NL wild card spot? Money on the line. You have to make the pick. Here we he
0: go. Um, I have to. I got to go with the D-backs.
1: Stay with them. I respect I them. don't have a choice. I don't have I think, a choice. I think I want to go Reds. I think that's the team I'm going to go with. I think the Reds are going to surprise. They've just been there the whole year. all. Now they're back tied again. They've kind of been surprising me. I'm going to say the Reds make a little leap right here and make the plastic. Well, we'll we're
0: we're going to talk about
1: that then here
0: in a little bit, I'm sure.
1: Um, so that's the wild card part of the drama. Uh, AL really has come down to just the Rangers and Blue Jays. I think we kind of talked about the Rangers kind of folding there a little bit. I think the Blue Jays do hold on to that final spot. Do you guys both agree with that, or do you think the Rangers do make the wild card? No. Nope, I,
2: think the are Blue Jays I think Blue Jays are one of the class teams in AL. The record might, indicate, might not indicate it. Yeah, and then come playoff time. Oh, I won't. They're as
1: dangerous as anybody. Pitching's a little. Ill, I'm not sure. What, what do you guys think of spoiler teams? Like, and what I just mean by this is, real quick, is like, what's the team like who's the most dangerous? Who you know is not isn't gonna make the playoffs? Basically, they're out of it already and stuff like that. They're not. They're done. What team do you think uh, is is gonna be the biggest like spoiler and cause the biggest headache down the stretch? Tyler, you got a feeling about anybody? I kind of think obviously the Yankees are an obvious choice.
2: I, I, see, I I go the rival, I go the Red Sox, I go the Guardians, just teams that have legit all star. I mean, I guess like Devers, I could see like this ruin a whole series for a team, or uh, Jose, or who's the guy in the Guardians? Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez, Ramirez
1: yeah. going
2: off like for hitting six hundred, hitting four jacks in a series, and winning two games where like. Those are the teams I look at and go, okay, those could spoil something. the Yankees obviously with Aaron Judge could do the same thing. Yeah. Especially with Garrett Cole pitching. up. Oh, fuck, I gotta face Garrett Cole. Oh, and then <laughs> I gotta face him. Sorry, excuse my language. I don't know if we cuss on this. And then six five games later we play the Yankees again. We got Garrett Cole again.
1: Yeah. Oh
2: man. The other teams are avoiding the guy and we get him twice in two series. It just, it's just unfortunate.
1: No, I think for that he- team. Yeah, no, I think the Yankees are definitely on that list as well. I just feel like they're just set up to be a spoiler team. Like they have they'll have every they'll have all this freedom kind of in three, not good freedom, but they'll have that kind of like seasons over, we're into football kind of two week freedom there. I kind of agree with that, Josh. Um, as you're taking a little sip there of water, there I gotta, I gotta for my other spoiler team. I have it's interesting you said Guardians because they kind of I guess they're not really in it anymore after after the Twins beat them twenty to six. And had a guy hit three grand slams and eight games against them a little bit. I kind of want to say – I want to maybe I'll ruin it for you. I'm going to say your Cardinals are going to be a spoiler, Josh, as well. I feel like that's, that's kind of one as well. It has to be. I can't always let you always take the, the Cardinals. i got to take them once in a while, too, here. Uh, I just think they have a veteran lineup. They're not going to quit. they get just about three from the Braves. I think that's a team that's going to be give a lot of teams a headache, Like especially the Brewers, Reds, and Cubs all in there. Right there, especially the brew, especially the Brewers and the Cubs, or excuse me, the Cubs and the the Red. They're, that's a headache for them to have to play them down the stretch.
0: So yeah, I was gonna say the the Cardinals because obviously I get to watch them all the time. But yeah, the young kids are kind of starting to put it together. Gorman's been hot. Walker is starting to put it together at the plate, and he's starting to look better in the outfield. He doesn't look as he's still a liability. Don't get me wrong. He just isn't the major liability that he was earlier. Who was that? I
2: missed her. Who did you say?
0: Jordan Walker. Okay. Okay.
2: Um, I, I just missed her. I do nothing. No,
0: you're good. But Gorman's playing well. His defense has been good. The Cardinals look like they've found their their center fielder. Uh, Tommy Edmond has outplayed every single outfielder we have this year, uh, and he was put on a show like a highlight reel in the fifth inning against Atlanta tonight. So you guys should check that out. YouTube it. Uh, they were making jokes about it because he was making some grabs, but Just, uh, this team right now, was they're ready to outfielder. Group. No, he's a he was second a... baseman, yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I second thinking. baseman, we moved to shortstop, and then he's a utility guy. You know, he's always been a, he's always played in the outfield a little bit throughout the season, but never an outfielder. He might be our starting out center fielder next year because it sounds like the Cardinals are going to hang on to Tyler O'Neill and Jordan Walker's in right field. and – you just don't get me started. So this team is, is playing better. Dakota Hudson's pitching really well uh, for the last six starts. He's been really, really good. Zach Thompson's finding his way. So these young kids, are, they're kind of putting it together right now. That's why I think against Cincinnati in this weekend, I think they're going to take Cincinnati's wind out of their sails, and they're going to take two out of
1: three. They're playing you know, divisional games. Yeah. Say what? The Cardinals are going to be first place after September. Not in the the, – season started in September. That's what we're saying. They'll have the best record. Yeah, that's
0: what they do all the time. I mean, (laughs) in in all reality, they're seven games out of second place, which is seven games out of a wild-card spot. I mean, if they take two out of three against Cincinnati, two out of three against Chicago, I think they play Pittsburgh one more time, which Pittsburgh's been kicking our butt all season. And we play Milwaukee typically really well. I mean, if you win – 10 of those, 15. <laughs> I mean, in reality, the Cardinals could get there. The Cardinals could play spoiler. I'm they not saying they're 12. going to by any means, but it would be <laughs> one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life.
1: <laughs> I well, some
0: 500 and make what, make it, you know? it's surprising, like, When you say spoiler, I, I
2: think of that as like spoiled milk that's going to ruin everyone else's day. They're done, oh. the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. do oh, yeah. They're,
0: okay. I, they're out of I that's what I was going at, though. They're gonna ruin somebody else's <laughs> I
1: diet
2: agree cereal. With you on that point. They're yeah, they're dangerous. I wouldn't want to play them down
1: there. I think they're gonna ruin the Reds, or they're gonna like you said, like that's what Reds or Cubs or whatever they sweep a team like that. I could see that. Question of the week here brought to you by row one brand. Use that code uh VSP15. Oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! We stopped the show immediately when the stoners <laughs> comes in. Logan Stone. Uh, don't you start that, Josh? The Cardinals are <laughs> dead. <laughs> I like it, Logan
0: I, I 100% agree with you, Logan. I completely agree. I'm just saying, if they play the vision teams that much and they do take two out of three, Has I Logan mean, mathematically, something could happen.
2: What, what was that? Has Logan made an appearance on this show since it disappeared? He made a show.
1: Yeah. He made a couple of shows.
0: Okay. He's, been, he's off
1: been, off. been on the show? Yeah. He's I a couple on times.
0: Fast, he's like, been on Birds. He's yeah, been,
1: been he's on, been on with us. We still get. A, he still gets involved. Logan, hope everything's going okay out there. We talked about your Rangers. We're sorry. We're not going to waste any more time on them though. But you're yes. Your Cardinals <laughs> are dead, Josh. Yeah, I've, I bet that feels good to, to say, it, right? Let's say it again. The Cardinals are dead, Josh. That's what he said right there. I love it right there, <laughs> Logan. They're on a
0: rotisserie right now, cooking.
1: Exactly, Logan. Seriously though, hope everything's going good for you, man. Uh, out there. Uh, Question of the week. I thought that was kind of a funny one because it just made me think of like. Like when I was a kid playing video games and stuff like that, you have like that one player that was like kind of the icon, the cool one that everybody kind of wanted to be. Or even if you didn't like him, a lot of the other kids liked him, like Derek Jeter, ugh, like that kind of stuff. For me, like, well, who do you kind of see as like this jet, like this year, who's like the, the cool player that everybody would want to would want to be? Like, like your kid wants okay. to. be – What do you got, T? I you got a To me, this is simple. I think it's Ronald Lacuna. I just, just think he's –
2: no, I think there's other guys. I think Mookie Betts, I think Shohei Ohtani. Yeah. I mean, a guy who can pitch and like field and hit, like that that resonates with a little league. You're, oh, I'm the best shortstop. Oh, yeah. I'm the best pitcher. I'm the best baseball player in the whole league. That, I, yeah, I'm Shohei Ohtani. But to me, I think Ronald Acuna is the most like, he has the most swag. He wears the yellow armbands, the yellow gloves, and it doesn't match, but he makes it look cool. He wears the earrings. He runs He steals bases. He hits home runs. So as far as I'm concerned, and then like just a personal one for me, who's not even like a great player anymore, it's Francisco Lindor. Just watching him play defense, I resonate with shortstops who play defense. And watching him play, he doesn't hit anymore. He hits jacks, and that's about it, or strikes out. But like watching him play defense, I just that's what resonates for me. But on a grand scheme of things, I think Ronald Acuna has the most like. Swag and is the cool player in the MLB right now?
1: Not Mitch Haniger. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had this just <is> get one. <laughs> maybe uh, in Alabama. Maybe Mitch gets or in Southern there. Or Southern California. Josh, you got another one, or that maybe sticks out to you? That would be like a cool player. That maybe I mean, uh,
0: think this nope, generation. Those were up there for me. I'm thinking yep. um, J. Ram, um, Rodriguez. Yep. No comment um, out. I still think Machado is one of those guys that everybody, all the kids, are probably still like. Um, one you missed, I'm surprised you didn't say would be Juan Soto. Uh
2: I feel like off. his at bats are so boring. Like he just like what a walk.
0: He, what a walk. But he <laughs> he was the guy, you know. He was. I think
1: he's a
2: great baseball it. player. But yeah, your
1: team I doesn't it, win it, though, huh? yeah. I, I mean, mean I don't know. Those guys—they
2: weren't like great winning teams.
0: No, but Griffey had the swag. Is well, that? You know, that's Corbin why I uh,
1: Who? Corbin Carroll from the D backs. He got any swag? Is he? Is, he, is He's he not Corbin? there yet. No, he's not there yet. He not will, be. Right. Can I ask right. an
2: unpolitical question? Do white people struggle in this category?
1: <laughs> what, swag? No, I think just being a, beat a guy, cool though. player. Are you white?
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Oh, okay, cool, I was, I was boy, curious man. where this was coming from. What's <laughs> your
2: opinion? <laughs> I I think they struggle in this category.
1: Who would be the player? I think they can struggle. Out? Like Freddie Freeman isn't considered like your cool player. No, so, like,
2: I think that, he's yeah. the best hitter in baseball. Like that's my like flat out opinion. Like, but he's not the cool player. Like, oh. like I feel like I don't want. We don't need to get too deep into no, this. No, no, I no.
1: I agree that. with you on that point. Well, that will be a fun con. That'll be. A, we'll do top ten white players in, uh, and uh, and <laughs> <laughs> over the offseason. Swag- <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no no <laughs> uh then we'll, we'll fit that out we'll save enough. that for fat blade no but i do i yeah we'll say that but i was gonna say uh I, I also think like when i the first guy who came to my mind was the shortstop for the reds David Cruz, just because of like the lasers he throws from shortstop like i mean this guy has an absolute cannon like the way that this guy throws i, I mean Somebody else, I don't know if he's out of this, if, he, if Bryce Harper's not in that mix anymore. Is he out of that mix? Bryce Harper, is he not cool anymore? I would anymore? think he is
0: out. No. I think
1: he's five years past that. I'm, I still five, think he's a great player. Five years? It's up. like Mike
2: Trout. Mike Trout was the number one guy for a long time. Like when you were coaching Little League, with, when I was coaching with you, he was the guy. Everybody loved Mike Trout. Like, but yeah. I just feel like
1: I, I you mean, have your I, run. Yeah, I thought Bo Bouchet maybe was going to take a little, take a little step this year, but he wasn't. He he kind of like faded a little. Like he was really the hair and all that last year. I remember he was kind of a
0: big, Bobby Witt Jr.
1: Yes, he'll be he'll both. Be
2: those guys have the potential to be there.
1: I just don't think they are.
2: Don't wear like the yellow armbands that stand out to little kids these days. The yeah, ADHD, they don't the ADHD like kids these days, I don't And they don't realize.
1: go 30-60 like yeah. Well, I mean, obviously that's a different
2: level, but like
1: No, I hear you Like, though. Derek
2: Geeter stood out to play, like, I never caught on to Derek Geger. I obviously no, recognize him as a good player, but I wasn't, like, my
1: guy Like, you know, Addison Hutchinson was... doesn't do it for you or something like that? Not for me That's cool <laughs> Spencer, no. Spencer he do yeah. He's got a hell of a second half yeah, out Sp- shout man. out 707 Spencer Torkin. So, really? there you yeah. go. Um, I think that's to me, this is always just a funny question though, because I think obviously, John, like I, we have kids now, and Tyler, and me, we all have kids, so like you got to think about how their generation looks at certain people and how they kind of look like how they're great. Because I remember my grandparents, like, oh, I don't like this guy, but like, this guy's awesome. How can you not like Mark McGuire? How can you not like <laughs> Kate Griffin? You know, like those type of things. So, it's kind of funny just getting that perspective on it. Uh, Josh, I wanted to go to uh... one one time before yeah, go we talk about
2: right. exciting players. And you brought up Ellie De La Cruz, obviously very exciting. Has a cannon, can hit jacks' He can hit the ball as hard as anybody. Will he end up being the best person with the last name Cruz? Like it seems like everybody had like He's all serious. these top. Brought Daniel De La Cruz from the Marlins. No deal Cruz from the Pirates. Does he end up like being the best Cruz of the three? I mean, we don't have to answer it now, but just something I'm throwing we'll out there. We'll see.
0: O'Neill Cruz is pretty good too, man.
2: Yeah, he is I, three years older, which was shocking. I didn't know he was that old, like 25 already. But yeah, O'Neill Cruz, that was my comparison to Ellie La Cruz when he came out. I was like, I seen O'Neill Cruz do this less than six months ago and then get hurt. Like, I'm not sold on the Ellie De La Cruz until I well, see him the
1: whole season. Is he three years younger? <laughs>
0: the guy, the De La Cruz on Florida? Yeah. That's his brother.
1: Yeah. Who? Ellie?
0: Yeah, they're tomorrow. brothers. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, I found that out watching. I was watching one of the games. And they talked about it.
1: You I just didn't know, be Nef- honest. You didn't know Nephi? Uh, what's the guy from the Rangers? That's his dad. The, the, the guy. <laughs> Perez. No, the Cruz. <laughs> uh, the guy that helped him out. Uh, guys, busy ass night, light as hell. I look forward to watching tomorrow, John. I think you had a busy night here. You guys were previewing that. Uh, Falcons. Uh. The Falcons uh Panthers game. I got the Falcons, as you know. Uh I know Josh has the Falcons as well against the Panthers. Tyler, you gonna go controversial? You still got the Falcons? No, no,
2: no. I'm all in on the Falcons as the division winners. I don't
1: I don't, I don't believe I don't, in any of that division.
2: I, I think the Falcons have the best roster. A quarterback, I don't think they're the like guy carrier in that division. So <laughs> trust Desmond Ritter to win the games.
1: Uh, I did, John, I was listening. You guys had some good comments in there. The Joker and the Riddler was a good one. I like that as well on there with that comment. Josh, do you want to remind him, though, you guys did win two out of three, right? Is that what it was? <laughs> okay. uh, you did win two out of three, and I believe you guys rocked the starter, his ace there. So just—I mean, I do know I do remember you saying you wanted to kind of mention that just to, as a fun little jab there with it as well. John, though, I know it's been a busy night for you. Doing all the shows here at VSN, I think we're up to 399 subscribers right now on the channel. Brandon, why don't you get that? Give me
0: one more subscriber.
1: Why don't we get 400 before kickoff? And I said, Sunday's all that matters. I said, that's what I had in my head anyway. So don't worry about Thursday. <laughs> it's the lion. <laughs> so said, hey, it's
0: no a 14-14 game right
1: now. That's a good Yeah, We're almost done here. We get everybody home for the fourth quarter. Josh, Cy Young rankings. We kind of were going to do a little Ba-ba-ba. bit. I'm gonna, i give you, let you do the odds here in just a second. I just was gonna go over a few of the guys, and then you can give me the odds on them here. Hopefully, is uh, just as note I'm gonna bring up the notable Cy Young candidates and the NL. You got Spencer Strider, like we said, from the uh, from the Atlanta Braves, having a really good season, on pace for 300 strikeouts, a little bit less now. Justin Steele, who I mean, literally has come out of nowhere in my mind. I didn't even know who this guy was. He was pitching a few weeks ago against the Brewers. Shows you where I've been, not watching the Cubs as much as I should have been. He's been fantastic this season. Blake Stell, I know Tyler knows that from last week, and then Zach Gallon. they're in the mix as, as, as well as a few others. Uh, if you go to the AL side of it, obviously it looks like it's going to come down to Garrett Cole and Luis Castilla. Josh, you got the odds there for us real quick?
0: All right, so we'll start in the AL. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Cole is the favorite at minus 300. This is according to DraftKings. Uh, Luis Castillo is plus 400, number two. do you Can you take a guess at who's number three?
1: Ooh, that's a good call right there. I'm going to say number three, AL. That's a good, I don't want to go with Landville yet. No. I'm going to go uh, the lefty from the, uh, from the Astros. I just can't think of his name right now.
0: I'll go Sonny Gray. Okay, so are you thinking Fromber Valdez? Yes. Okay. So Sonny Gray is number four at plus 1,700. Frommler Valdez is number five at plus 3,000. Dang, yeah, four and five. Ke- oh, Kevin Gossman is in third at plus 1,300. Oh, and that's giant. Come
2: on, far hand side of starting pitcher, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Get him.
0: Get him. Get <laughs> him. Like uh,
1: Tyler, that's one though, right there for your Giants. We don't want to. We want to get three hundred dollars and get uh Aaron Judge, but you don't sign a guy like Gosman who's in the third for a sign. That's a good. That's a good one right there, Josh. I like how we got four and five, but not number three. No, that's, yeah. good right there.
2: that's
0: good. That's right? good. That's good podcasting.
1: That's good podcasting. there. Yeah. What do you got?
0: So let go let's go to the NL. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: Blake Snell is the favorite right now at minus two fifteen. Okay. Justin Steele, and I'm surprised you haven't heard of him. You didn't know who he was until recently. The dude came out and killed it.
1: I didn't see him pitch until like for the first time uh, on TBS a couple weeks ago against. He pitched against the Giants two weeks, ago. and he was nasty. Yeah,
0: dude, he was killer at all beginning of the season. Like he was awesome, and then uh, he had like a down week, maybe two weeks, and then he came back and he's been solid ever since. And then recently, he's just been he's been on tear recently. Uh, I thought he was going to be the favorite in May at, at the Memorial deadline. I, Memorial Day deadline. I thought he was going to be the favorite for Sayo. Yeah. But uh, he's sitting number two at plus 175. Number three, and this is a big gap here, number three is Spencer Strider at plus 2,000. Remember, this is the guy who was on pace to have 300 Ks this season and nobody else was close. Plus 2,000. Zach Gallon sitting fourth at plus 2,500. And then, can you guys take a shot at number five?
1: That was going to be the tough one for me as yep. well. Real quick, will we'll, Snell pulling him out after 580? Still one of the worst of it. I always think of that. One of the worst decisions of all time. Uh, number five. For baseball. You if number five. Kevin Cash. Urius. Is that Man. Jesus? Kadarius uh, Tony's about to get cut. From Jesus, what
2: he's done to but anyway. Uh, go
1: Kershaw? Kershaw be my guess. Dang, no, that really close. No, no. not. Kodai. No. Oh. Kodai
0: Senga is up there on power rankings this week at number five, but he is not Zach even Wheeler? in the top ten. Bingo, Zach Wheeler at yeah, plus 5,500. Kodai Senga is plus not- 15,000.
1: He's number eight. Oh, he's na- his forkball is fun to watch. That's like one of the best pitches to watch is that his forkball. It's pretty nasty to watch. It like in, in terms of just like a fun pitch to like when you're seeing a guy throw, that his pitch is pretty nasty. My guy Ann in Memphis, I got a shout out to him for getting me to watch him a little bit more this year. He he does have a nasty forkball. Yeah, just a unique pitch that a lot of guys don't throw anymore. I like so number five is him. That's I'm I'm curious on that. That surprises me. Who do you think will end up winning, Tyler? Do You think Snell pulls it out?
2: Uh, no. He, no, I think Justin Steele wins it. I think Steele
1: does. I think try.
2: Steele. I think the Cubs are. Gonna make the playoffs, and I think he'll get the Cubs. Will be rewarded, and just still take that reward and get the Cy
1: And you just saw him; he was nasty against you. Yeah, was it was so he, I mean,
2: he was play, <laughs> playing the Giants <laughs> too. Uh,
1: You're in the wild card mix. Wow. <laughs> You're in the playoff mix, Tyler. Don't beat yourself up there. You're right there, so, Josh. Do you have a feeling about either way who was winning both these wild these Cy Youngs?
0: Um, yeah, I gotta lean at Cole just because he's been solid all season long. Um, I think there's a chance Justin Steele gets there. Yeah, that'd be crazy to be honest, especially if he continues the way he's been the last six plus weeks. Uh Isn't it I, hard I, to give
2: a Padre an award this year? Like with all the it really is. Like you're like this. F this team. They. just but it's an individual back.
1: award. Is, it's it's not, yeah, but this is
0: completely like, individual award.
2: <laughs> he can't pitch everything. Like, I'm like, oh, the Padres were, had a top three talent. He had, he And Blake Snow has been great. He's bounced back from like two down years since the World Series in Tampa. But I just, it's hard to give a Padre award when you shit the bed. No, in I think agree. In my opinion. Obviously, I think before, he's though, deserving like to be in the top three. And if they got it, I wouldn't like – like this is a catastrophe. But as a voter, I just couldn't vote for a Padre this year. Was breaking, it about. was like a record breaking season, like he's like you know the one and like stuff, but just like having a great season. I don't know, i not a I think player.
1: if Steel finishes strong, there's a chance he out, unless like they like you said, Snil Snilts was like a no hitter or something like that. We're getting on a, getting closer to an hour mark here on the seventh inning stretch, having a good show here. We got Tyler kid here. Tyler, he has an update on the football game here as well. If you're on there, you got
2: it, Seven, 17 14 Kansas City. Uh, Kadarius Tony might get cut after the way he's performed today. Dropped interception for a pick six, dropped third and two just now. He's obviously okay. not going to get cut, but just a terrible show from Kadarius. Oh, man, I have a hiccup. Kadarius Tony.
1: Josh, that was fun adding the little uh, odds to that. That was that was good with the little guess there. That kind of adds a little perspective, though. I always feel like that does add a little perspective. What, like, because uh, you got to Vegas is somewhat right. So you got to get them right. You may have a little bit of an idea who's going to win that. Oh, man. I, yeah. I do agree with you guys. I think Cole does win it. I think Steele does win it as well. As long as he doesn't blow up the last two weeks, I think he ends up winning. I think, you know what I mean? As long as he doesn't have like a give up like 15 runs in his next two starts no, or something something yeah, like crazy yeah. like that. Like, I think he's in a good position to win it for sure in this regard. I'm going to do this, guys. I got a new I got, It's not a new segment. It's a little shout out as I like to do with my guy, uh, Peter Gammons here uh, with, with Tyler. Baseball my God, tonight. Peter, you, David, you David, David. Diamond Notes, Josh I like this is like it used to be a classic segment on baseball tonight or sports center, right, Tyler? You remember that? Oh yeah. And so instead of news and notes, I get to go diamond notes tonight. I'm gonna bring a few things here. You guys can comment on whatever you want after I'm done with it. The first one, Tyler. It's hard not to go there with it. He's arrested again. Uh Urius uh on domestic violence. He's probably out for the season for the Dodgers. That's my guess with it. He's probably not gonna play. He might not play again with the Dodgers after this second time with it um that's a big blow to a team like that that's obviously looking to make it back to the playoffs and is looking like one of the best teams in the league he's one of their best pitchers on their team pretty big deal i mean huge deal outside of the crime itself (laughs) i mean i don't want to get into the crime
2: itself just focusing on baseball like it's terrible it sucks for the dodge i mean great for a Giants fan like myself. <laughs> F the Dodgers. I hope everything bad thing, but I don't like in this yeah. way. Well, I'd rather have them pitch and give up 15 runs, lose game two of
1: uh, Do you think this games. makes a difference in the playoffs? I guess is my question.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's their best pitcher, starting pitcher, in my opinion. I mean, some people would ar- argue, I, I don't know who you'd argue for, but I think he's their best starting pitcher. I think it absolutely hinders him in the playoffs. But this and Trevor Bauer and like,
1: three, yeah. two years, and a half years, like, good job,
0: Dodgers. Yeah. Keep up the good yeah. men. I
1: agree. Well, it is the city of L.A. <laughs> there uh-huh. is that, too. He has that. And that's, like I said, second time. I think he's gone. A couple other ones here. Mickey records four-hit game this week. Tigers hadn't had one in 79 years. I looked it up. The guy that got it, and I'm a sick person, so I actually looked it up who the person was that got the got the last four hits for the Tigers. It was some guy that played, like, 85 career at bat. That's he's a like, real so, thing. Yeah, like he literally played – he was like 41 or something like that, and then Miguel Cabrera ended up getting it four hits the, this week as well. Um, he said it was unbelievable to pass Tony Gwynn. He's passing George Brett. He's going to pass Adrian Beltre here soon if he hasn't already this week to get to 16th uh, in the place of so, uh, Miguel Cabrera, guys, just want to show that. He's three weeks away from retiring as well. There might be some other guys uh, like Adam Wainwright – maybe Joey Votto and a few others calling it quits as well. So I always like to shout out the guys that are kind of bringing their career end. that 21, like Miguel Cabrera. I love like this guy came off the scene as a 19 year old or 20 year old. Like it just great. So like pretty crazy to think he's retiring now. It gives you a perspective. Uh, Julio Rod- uh, Rodriguez is the first player in MLB history for 25 home runs, 25 stolen bases in both his first two seasons. Pretty incredible out of all the players that have played Major League Baseball that he's the first player to do that. I honestly would have never guessed that. I would have thought stolen bases were a lot more prominent, but the home runs were not as prominent when you were younger players back in the 50s and 60s, some of those great players. So it does make a little sense there. Pete Alonzo also makes some history, passes 40 home run mark to join an exclusive club. He's the fifth player in MLB history with at least three 40 home runners, run uh, run seasons in five campaigns, tying your guy, Albert Pujols, Ryan Howard, Eddie Matthews, and Ralph Kiner. Pretty exclusive club there, uh, club there for uh, Pete Alonso. Last one, I, or a couple more here. Jason Dominguez, the, the Martian. He comes in, hits a home run. This guy does look like a stud for the Yankees, just to be honest. This guy does look like a beast. Comes in, hits a two-field two opposite home run for the Yankees. Like I said, we called them a dangerous team in the sense of a spoiler down the stretch here a little bit. This guy's part of the reason why he does look like a stud for them. Last one I got for you is Glanslow today, 14 strikeouts at six cities. This guy looks like he's completely back after his long outing. Um, any of those news and notes stand out to you guys? T, you got something that stood out to you from what I mentioned there or something else?
2: Oh, yeah, the Pete Alonzo one. I feel like I, I was su- surprised not to see Adam Dunn on that list because that's who I think of when I think of Pete Alonso. like A guy who can hit jacks and had a great start to their career. Like, oh, Adam Dunn could hit 600 home runs. And then all of a sudden, he's just this irrelevant, like, because that's all he does is hit home runs. I'm just not impressed by the Pete Alonso. Like, a, That's not a guy I would want to, like, build my, like, he team around. Out. I just think he's an average. He, he can hit home runs, you know, hit home runs for a long time maybe. But as soon as that swing loses, like, one-fifth of the power it already had, I just think he falls off. I don't think he'll be that great start career. But I'm not a big Pete Alonzo guy. And then the one before Tyler Glasnow, what did you say?
1: <clears throat> yeah, the Jason
2: Dominguez. Then it's all Yankee hype. I think he'll be a good player, but, like, the Martian, I don't think he's anything different from Carlos Beltran. Like, what are we talking about?
1: Josh, anything stand out to you, there from you, news and notes? Anything else? I have McTabrera, uh, Urias, anything else? Rodriguez, Alonzo, floor is yours, sir?
0: I mean, the Mickey thing's cool. I missed that. Yeah, that's um, awesome. I mean, I'm, I I'm really always down for
2: time.
0: that. No, I just – I I love seeing the old guys get it done. So, you know, Mickey's going out. Uh, at least at the end here, it looks like a good little run. Uh, my guy has done nothing but struggle and suffer all season long uh, in his final season, and it's been really, really tough to watch uh, for <laughs> such a, a – because he's such a good dude, man. He does so much for the community. He does – he lives his faith, and he yeah. does it unapologetically. And it's refreshing to see a pro athlete do that um, and to see him end his career the way the season's gone for him. It's tough as somebody who's watched him for such a long time and really been a big fan. So it's good to see Mickey go out with a with a little, with little some rah-rah and a little fire kind of like Pujols did. Uh, I'm hoping McCutcheon sticks around for another year in Pittsburgh uh, and he gets to do one more tour. Uh, If not, at least he's going out with a pretty decent season. So, yeah, that's the stuff that you hit on that I really was like, boom.
1: I I thought that one stood out to me because I saw it earlier in the week. I kind of was thinking about you two because it would be you kind of think of veteran players like that. Like, I could tell, like, we think of the guys kind of retiring. And, like, I just – when I saw that, I was like (laughs) – but the fact to me, he passed a guy that played 89 games – or had 89 (laughs) at-bats in his whole career. And he he, he only played – he started two games, this guy, randomly, like 19 – I don't know, seventy-nine years ago, the nineteen fifties or whatever. Like, just kind of a funny little random baseball stat. Tim Gurchin, thank you for that calling could, me about
2: that. Though. That's a real stat. The Tigers haven't had a guy with four hits in a game.
1: No, over forty years old. It, oh, know, over forty, 40 years, years old in the right, game. Right, so that was the crazy right. part about that one. Uh, a little bit of a history lesson here. I'm going to put the video on in the background here with it as we uh, as we kind of get it as we get it going here. I don't know if you guys remember this guy here, Jim Abbott. He was a pitcher for the uh, Yankees. This week he threw a – I don't know why. This guy always stood out to me as a baseball player. The fact that he can throw a ball with with no hand and the fact that he threw a no-hitter in 1993 uh, against Cleveland, like you see here on Yankee Stadium, it's just one of those cool baseball moments I thought I had to share here on 7th and stretch. If you're tuning in on Spotify or those other channels, sorry you're not able to see it, but if you are tuning in on YouTube – you will be able to see it right now. Uh, it's just to me, Josh. Is one of those like I don't know, just one of those sporting events that like uh, like I said, like a guy with no hand is able to throw a no hitter, and let alone win over a hundred games. Pretty cool.
0: No, super cool. Um, Jim Abbott's always somebody that's we've talked about. Um, and when I say we, I mean people that I talk baseball with. He's always one of those. You know, do you guys remember this guy? He only had the one hand. He'd- it over and then there's been other guys since who you know they got something going on where they got flip the glove back and forth and i i think it's incredible and neat and anybody who can come out with that kind of a i don't know the politically correct term to use and i don't want to get canceled um disability i was gonna call it disadvantage but uh, yeah disability uh, is that the right term is that it the is. PC tour It's turn? the, the not to have a hand,
1: in my opinion.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, it's mine, too, but I didn't know if that was the right word. You know, everybody's so sensitive nowadays, and I don't want to
1: make anybody upset,
0: um, at least not on this show. Uh, but, yeah, with that, with that kind of a handicap and and to be able to perform at that level, I, I think those are some of the greatest stories about sports. And when those things happen, it's awesome.
1: Yeah. Uh, Tyler, was we just talking to Jim but there with that the no-hitter. I just had to bring up that staff from this week. He could throw a, that no-hitter to me. He was just kind of one of the more fascinating players. Uh, kind of just in my mind. So, or just kind of grown up. Just the fact, like, how does he switch the it's like uh, Yeah, just like all that, he's able to feel the ground ball. Just, uh, just kind of a really cool thing there with it. All right, as we get to the end of our last segment here, let's get to our best ML series of the weekend here, gentlemen. I was looking at the schedule here. A couple of good series here. We got Arizona at Chicago this weekend. That's going to be a good one. We have Gallen versus Taylor on the first. It's funny that he's pitching for the Cubs now, because after the Yankees signed him. So we got Diamondbacks at Cubs. To me, that's a decent series. Uh, The other one to me that kind of caught my attention as well is Miami at Philadelphia. And another one that's intriguing too is Milwaukee at New York. I know it doesn't have a lot on the line, but to me that's just kind of an interesting series just to kind of see how Uh, it kind of plays out with Milwaukee with New York playing really well. Um, And then the other series to me, that was kind of a little bit of a big deal uh, is Baltimore at Boston, just because Boston kind of has been playing a little bit better. And I kind of curious how Baltimore plays against them uh, as well. Uh, Any of those series kind of stand out to you guys? Uh, The other one too, just real quick that I think also has maybe a a few implications uh, as well as Seattle at Tampa Bay. So that's also a big series as well. So those are some of the big mat. Those are some of the big weekend series coming up, Tyler. Just to let you know, your Giants do end up playing the Rockies. You guys should be able to sweep them at home, right? And then uh, your Giant, your Cardinals, are playing, your Cardinals, Josh, as you know, are playing Cincinnati, and my A's, We should be able to get a sweep against the Rangers, right? We should be able to get a sweep against. them.
0: <laughs> it's possible <laughs> this weekend.
1: We, we should be able to get a sweep, Tyler. We. To... <laughs> I wouldn't count it. If any of those series, is it, is it, is it Arizona, Chicago, is that the best one it feels, sounds like to you guys?
2: Yeah, as far as, um, as, far as, playoff, as, far as playoff considerations, go, I think it's that one. I think the most interesting one for me is Detroit versus Chicago, the White Sox, Torkelson versus Andrew Vaughn, Santa Rosa yeah. fi- versus Petaluma's finest, 707 showdown. I think that's the most exciting one for me.
1: Josh, that Miami-Philadelphia one's not bad either. Shout-out 707. I can't disagree with you there, T, as well. What do you think there, Josh?
0: Yeah, that one's good. Who'd you say Seattle was playing?
1: They're playing Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay. See, that,
0: that, to me, that to me sounds like it's big because that's playoff implications. That's wild card seeding. That's that's everything right there. So that, to me, would be the, probably the best series to watch between the p- pitching matchups there.
1: Yeah, that, that I agree. That, to me, that's the one. And it has a lot of playoff implications there with it as well. Um, uh, all right. Um, with that said, Tyler, I, I know you probably got to go here in a second. Uh, I appreciate you coming on tonight on the show. Appreciate you joining us. Um, uh, but thanks for taking the time to do that, uh, and kind of giving us a little bit of a perspective on the giants as well. Um, I know he's got some family obligations there, so I appreciate him just kind of giving him the time that he was able to. Josh, with that said, I know it's Thursday night football people, maybe will be uh, tuning in a little bit more tomorrow to our show, but, uh, I think we had a good, Pod there, we got over talked a lot of podcast, a lot of topics. The other thing, too, I just want to mention to people is we're in September 7th here, so we're literally down to the last three weeks of the season here. So we're getting down to like really the nitty-gritty, and then Josh, we're at the best time almost. October baseball. There's nothing better than that. Nothing better than October. We're almost ready to rock and roll there. And I also want to mention this. We at Variety Sports Network, you know, we we're we're, like I said, we're we're getting close to 400 subs. We appreciate anybody that subbed us over there. We appreciate the dugout mugs for sponsoring us, Row One Brand, all that. Um, Josh, you've been doing this for three years now. I think maybe longer on this, maybe two years, but I think it's been longer than that for you. Uh, You know, we just appreciate anybody that that has took the time to watch seventh inning stretch. I'll tell you this: my goal is to always give you the most entertainment. I know that we're not the most popular show yet in the world. I don't know any of that, but I'm just telling you from my mindset, I try to prepare for two to three hours, at least coming up with talk It's through the week, trying to give you guys, the fans at home, the best information I possibly can. And I know Josh Edwards feels the same exact way. So I hope you guys give us a chance here at seventh inning stretch to hopefully this, the rest of this year and going into the next year as well and into the playoffs, give us a chance here to be your home for a baseball talk because we both really care about the game, and I think we'll be able to give you some of the best insight we can going forward here on Variety Sports Network. I know we got a lot of football channels and stuff like that, but don't forget about the hardball. Don't forget about the hardball. I know I do talk at the gridiron, but baseball is in my heart, so don't forget about that. People keep, You know, keep uh, uh, just appreciate you guys tuning in there with it. Josh, that's just kind of my thoughts with it there.
0: No, yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And, and the other thing you're going to get from us is, is you're going to get the real honest of uh, fans' perspective along with, us trying to set, a, set aside our biases. Um, you know, when we first started doing the show, it was very much you have to remove your biases from the show. And I'm like, you know what? I'm a baseball guy. Baseball yeah. people typically can't do that. And, and you know, you see the, the mainstream anchors, and, and they all hate who their teams are and who they like. And I was watching go- College Game Day on Saturday. And I don't think – and it's because it's something we've talked about here. It's something I don't think I've ever noticed as prevalently. But you can tell who each one of those anchors and each one of those hosts, who they like, who they don't like, <laughs> Absolutely. And, it, and how it affects their picks. And it's perfectly fine. It makes them lovable. It makes them relatable. Um, so, yeah, you know I'm not a Yankees fan. I'm not a Cubs fan. Uh, I am a diehard Cardinals fan. But there are other teams out here that I've come to learn to appreciate with the end of show. And I, I think that's what you're going to get if you come onto our show. You're going to get the real perspective because, like, you had to, you drew the, di- uh, the, the Devil Rays to start the yeah. season. I drew the Dodgers. And these were teams we were supposed to watch and pay attention to so we could talk about throughout the season. And then we did the fantasy baseball. And, and you, you get a real fan's perspective when you watch the show on top of actual analysis and different points of view.
1: I couldn't have said it better myself, friend. Like I said, we're just here to give you the best you can. Like I said, we just care about it, and we just appreciate you guys tuning in, and hopefully we can make Variety Sports your home-come playoff time here with baseball. With that said, Josh, I think that's the show for tonight. We've been on for about hour 15 here. I think we're good. With that said, for Josh Edwards, I'm Darren Breyer, for 7th inning stretch over at Variety Sports Network. Dugout mugs. We appreciate your row one brand. Peace.
2: This is Brandon, CEO of the Variety Sports Network. Thank you again for watching tonight's show. The best way you can support us is by hitting that subscribe button, that like button, and hitting the notification so you don't miss out on the next show right here on the Variety Sports Network.